There we go, folks. It is another episode of Notes of a Goon. What episode is this, Harrington? It's episode five. It's episode five from the dead city. New York is still dead, I think. R.I.P. R.I.P. in piss. It's uh, it, it's a weird it's a weird thing. People keep telling me New York City is dead. People that I know keep coming back to New York City. Um, just this week, my friend Eric Marino moved back to New York City. I said, "Stay gone. We don't fucking want you here." He's an old man. He's gonna die of COVID. Uh, he's fifty years old. Moved back after months in the Wisconsin wilderness, and I'm just like, "What the fuck are you? Why are you here?" You're going to bring up our death rate numbers, and now that's one day further away from me being able to go to a bar because your old ass is going to die. Um, people keep sharing things on social media that say uh, New York is not dead. Can you, can, you, can you pull up some pictures of New York not being dead for me, Mike? Uh, sure. Okay. Do. All right, there we go. That is a, a a a line of people waiting outside of what looks like a homeless shelter. What are they waiting for, Mike? I I could not tell you. Yeah, uh, uh, this is a line for an iPhone, I think. That's an iPhone line. That's that's a recent line. <laughs> I asked you to find me pictures of recent you, lines. You around said New York. find pictures of people in New York online. Find me a recent picture of people waiting online for something in New York, Mike. Oh. I had such a good one on here. Where Let me it? see the one that you got. This is <laughs> this is people. Look, New York's not dead. These old men in top hats are waiting online. I assume because they're coal miners. Yeah, yeah. Um, New York is. Uh, people keep saying New York is not dead. I want people to say that New York is dead, so that I can buy an apartment building and uh, you know probably give Harrington the basement apartment and then. I'll build a studio in one of the apartments and then, you know, probably get like a water slide or whatever. It'd be dope. So you're saying I would be your super end producer? I'd be a super producer? Yeah, you'd be a super producer, dude. You'd be like Scott Storch. <laughs> um, yeah, but people keep posting on Twitter and stuff, okay. New York's not dead with like a line of like seven people waiting for eggs on a Sunday. It's like, yeah, that doesn't make... like. Food lines are not the sign. I don't know if you guys have any historical precedent, but waiting in line for food is not the sign of a thriving metropolis. That is literally the opposite. You guys are did people are this is how stupid the modern American is. People are literally taking photos of bread lines and saying New York's not dead. Look, we don't even have a wall. The Brooklyn Bridge is going to be taken down because we don't have a wall to tear down at the end of this. Like, it's just, what do you guys, it's the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. Dog, these guys love commies that much. Yeah, it's true. These fucking libs in this city. Oh, that de Blasio. Can you pull up the headline, I think, for the Daily News as of this recording? We're recording this. As you guys know, we are batching and recording. This is going to be the last one. I, actually, I think this is all launching all at once uh, next week, hopefully. Uh, but can you put the, the the Daily News today uh, won't fix it if it ain't woke was the headline. I, I just want to see what the fuck that was about. But uh, it's probably about de Blasio not fixing non-woke shit. His wife is taking a week off. They furloughed all of the city employees. They're saving, I think, a million dollars. Wait, what? Uh, de Blasio is... We talked about this on High Society, but de Blasio is taking a week off. Um... He's furloughing himself and his mayoral staff for one week to save, I think, $900,000 for the city. 
or some crazy shit. But because okay. uh, that's what's gonna do it. It's that that's he's like he's like a person now. Like he actually it doesn't even matter. So he just got rid of his like servants for a week. Yeah, and he's taking the week off unpaid. Oh, you know, like he forced every busboy in the city to do. Well, I mean, to be fair, you know, the the guy has definitely earned himself a week off. He's doing such a bang up job. I mean, yeah, take a week off and unpaid at that. You know, it's very generous of him. I just don't understand how we're in the middle of a crisis, a pandemic, the whole nine, and you're just like, yeah, yo, you know, it's a good time to just take a day, take a week off, take a whole it's week a, off. It's a furlough. He's furloughing himself. So it's like he gave himself a pink slip. He should probably still be working just for free for a week, right? I mean, you you you'd think we've paid him enough. Yeah, you'd think, you'd think. Did you uh, did you find that uh, did you find that? Yo, it's not that it's not that easy to find uh, daily news headlines. Yeah. All right. So like I typed in, I'm on like the daily news site, and I got like all their headlines, but it only goes back to like July sixth. It's pretty dumb. Check the post. I mean, that's probably what it is, because you know. Yeah. Well, I said I, I actually found an article. I sent it to a buddy of mine uh, who he's a he's a black gentleman. Um, but we were arguing. I was arguing with him that Black Lives Matter, the organization, has to move away from socialism if they want to get people on board, right? And then we got into an argument about socialism, and I literally stopped him and said, "You realize I already don't like cops, and you've now turned me off of Black Lives Matter, right?" Like, you get that, right? Like, I'm already not a fan of the police, and you, and we're now arguing about socialism instead of you and me just agreeing that Black Lives Matter is a good organization. And he was like, okay, that's a good point. And then yesterday, the Post put out something where, like, they have some weird tenuous ties. It's like, it was like a very, so apparently there was like a Chinese group called the Progressive Group of China that has ties to the Communist Party that has donated money to Black Lives Matter. And it's this very tenuous, it's like, one lady was like, yeah, I took money from these people. And then the post was just like, you see what these black people are doing to us? Do you see? I was just like, all right. I think you guys are taking it a step too far. All right, so this is your headline okay. you were talking about. Okay. Um, wh- like, now, what is the what is the point of it? Uh, Zoom in. Emails reveal how de Blasio team argues about race while the city crumbles. I mean, to be fair... It's way easier to argue about race than fix New York City. Do you know how hard it would be to fix parking in New York City? Just get rid of the bike lanes. They don't take up any spots in Brooklyn. What? Bike lane? You're saying let people double park in the bike lanes? Yeah. As spots? Yeah, why not? I'm fine with that. Fine. I, I, I've said I've said on the show I'm as a cyclist I'm anti bike lane. It just it puts too many amateurs on the road. Idiots like you are on city bikes. Uh-huh. Moving very slowly across the bridge. All right, you could take the post uh, thing down. I'm sorry, I got distracted by the uh, Upper East Side revolutionary who wanted to seize luxury apartments by force or through the courts. I, dude, I don't know. I, I'm, I'll tell you, dude. There was a law at one point, and I wish you had been my producer at the time because you would have done this. I was trying to get Stanley to do it. It was, I think, it was before we were over at Gas Digital, and it would. There was a law that they revealed, and I had a lawyer on board who was willing to do it, and Stanley pushed out at the last minute uh, because he was he had just broken up with his chick. It was like kind of perfect. 
Uh, I wanted him to, there was this, so a bunch of hotels in the Upper East Side used to be men's shelters. So they were single room occupancy men's shelters, which means if you request a lease, they have to give you one. And it, at, it would, you couldn't exceed more than $800 a month for a nice hotel room in the Upper East Side. I think they've closed that loophole. And I wish I had known you when I found out about that because you would have done it, correct? A hundred percent. I do that right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I looked over. That was the most engaged I've ever seen you. You were like, "What? Oh my god, dude! I'm in a nice ass hotel room, for dude. A- you're just in the sauna, in the gym. You could use the whole facilities. Chill. What? Yes. Yo, can we look this up? Yeah, look it up. There was a law, and I had a lawyer on board that was like, "This is hilarious. I will absolutely do this work for free for you guys." Okay, so the law is single occupancy. Single room occupancy hotel rooms just request a lease. It was something that I looked up like it's got to be five or six years ago now. It might have been right before you started working for gas, actually. Okay. Or before Uh, you were homeless. I think you still had some money. (laughs) Uh, Okay, I don't understand what the question is here. What do you mean? So a single room occupancy hotel room lease is what I typed into Google. Yeah, and what comes up? Uh, it oh. just says know your rights about single room occupancy. Yeah, so that's the thing. Is like, So what you have to do is you have to go into these hotels and you kind of have to check. So a good lawyer can find the CFO from the building department and you find the CFO of these hotels and you could find out that they used to be single room occupancies. Technically, a hotel room is a single room occupancy that you could stay for a short time. One day to whatever they'll let you stay. Okay. But if it's zoned as like a men's shelter single room occupancy and they just change it to a hotel, which, you know, technically it is uh, still a single room occupancy. If they just change it to a hotel, but it still has the same um, certificate of occupancy for, a, for um, single room occupancies, you can, you, if you request a lease, they have to give it to you. And if it's because it's based on that, it, ha- it can't be above a certain amount. It was like a crazy, there's crazy weird laws because New York is so old and corrupt. Like I knew a girl who, who her job was she used to go to rent control, not rent stabilized, rent controlled apartments for Chase, for people that like were trying to like sell buildings. And she would be like, hi, um, you live in this apartment by yourself? And these like old ladies would be like, yes. And she'd be like, this is a five bedroom apartment. I'll give you $100,000 to move your 80. And most of them would be like, no, sweetie. Like, there's like, like in Harlem, like, there's tons of pre war apartments that are like three and four bedrooms with a dining room and a living room and an Eden kitchen that are just, it's like one old lady whose husband died 15 years ago and whose kids moved the fuck out of Harlem when it was still shitty. And they just won't take that cash? No. Why? Think about it. You don't want to move at that age. It's not enough money to live in a nursing home. You know what I mean? Like, so what are they going to do? Just like move to a, like they have to get movers. They just don't. They're not giving up their place. The old people are stuck. In how is place. it not? How is it not enough money to move to a nursing home? I don't understand. I mean, nursing homes are like ten grand a month. No, for real. Depends, but yeah, they're fucking expensive as fuck. Huh. And once you have that money, you can't get it on like Medicaid. Huh. Average costs of civic states also vary. Two twenty-five a day or sixty-eight hundred a month. Damn, B. Yes. Eight G's for a private room, dude. It's fucking expensive. So much. What are you gonna do? I remember my dad was in one, and he had some insurance that was 
paying for it that my my cousin got him. She worked for Catholic charity. She like hooked him up somehow in some nursing home uh, when he was getting old for the last couple of months he was alive. And um, he just wanted to start a poker game. I was like, I went in there and he was like, yeah, you got to bring me, bring me a couple. He's like, bring me like a couple sets of chips and a couple of decks of cards next time you come. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, I'm going to start a game in here. He's like, these people got money. And I was like, dad, just fucking be, what do you need money for? You're going to start a card game in here? You're going to start, you're going to rake a card game. It would, it, are you Sergeant Bilko at the VA? What the fuck are you doing? Like, this is the, this is the stupid, I was like, th- that's the stupidest thing you've ever said to me. He, mm. he, I think he like kind of realized at that moment it was the dementia talking. Dog, you don't remember when Uncle Junior did the same thing in like season four of The Sopranos? Really? Dog. I, oh shit, he did. My dad really did say that to me. And I'll tell you this, my dad looked a lot like Junior Soprano. Yo. Let me, hold on. He had the fucking, uh, uh, yeah, memory of like the little Asian dude. Because they were in like the state-run facility together. Oh yeah, remember? And like that little Asian dude was like, he like left NYU to like do some shit, and like he became mad good friends with Junior. Then he like started going off the rails because he stopped taking his pills, and then he attacked him. Mm. I'm trying to find a picture of my dad on the internet because I don't have any on social media. Yeah, uh, why would you? That's gay. Well, he's also been dead since before I had a Facebook account. True. True. Like. Uh, but he did look a lot like uh, he looked like Telly Savalas, who looked a lot like Corrado Soprano. Yeah, but, but I mean, like Telly Savalas was way bigger than Corrado. Yeah, but probably not when he was ninety. All right, fair. Like, I met. I'm, I met. Uh, I think it's Dominic Chianti. Is the guy's name maybe? Chianesi. Chianesi. I saw him sing opera yeah. at a place called Vinny's in Bensonhurst, like five blocks from my house. That's pretty tight. I was like, yeah, the f- it was like I think it was like forty bucks. Oh, sick. Yeah, it was like a prefix with the show. And I was Ooh. like, yeah, this is great. A little prefix? Yeah, a little prefix. Yeah, fucking uh, a little tomato pomodoro and then some chicken parm. What, if, what was that? What was that? It's pretty gangster, B. Yeah, so I, show. I met him at uh, at Brooklyn Bowl. Uh, my mom was like an accountant for like a big uh, uh, record company. Mm-hmm. They did like they had, like the licensing rights, like John Denver, like a bunch of different shit. Uh, I think like the Black Eyed Peas were there. Uh, like John Legend got up and did a set. And then, uh, yeah, he was just walking around. And I like, I did. I couldn't think of a way to like stop him and like not, you know, because like every morning I picked, I was like, "Yo, man, my mom had the biggest crush on you when you were on The Sopranos." And he's like, "Oh, I'd love to meet her." And like, I bring him over to my mom, and he starts singing opera to my mom. That's fucking dope. Yo, it was pretty fucking dope. That's and my mom tight. was mortified. She's like, "He's a disgusting old man. I never had a crush on him." I was like, "Yeah, but whatever. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it's fucking great." <laughs> That's a great gift that you got for your mom. Yeah. Why is she so ungrateful? I don't know, dude. Yeah. You know, you just pimp out your mom to fucking Soprano stars. Yeah, they don't like do, that that much. Look, dude, you got to do that. Um, we got to... Uh, I wanted to... We were talking about the dead city. The city's dead. Uh, and here's a weird thing. This crime is up in New York. It's not as bad as... I'm making it seem worse. But I had to do... I've been doing these outdoor shows in the park for Stand Up New York. They're running 40 shows a week. And I did one in McCarran Park. I don't go to Williamsburg very often. Um, so I, I, I'm down in McCarran Park. And uh, they had a boxing set up. You can Google uh, boxing McCarran Park. It'll be the first image. But like there was like heavy bags and speed bags set up. And I was like, it, it's first of all, it's such a nice park. I used to hang out in that park sometimes to play handball at night. Because they ha- it's one of the only handball courts in the city that has lights. Um, 
But they had there was hipsters poorly boxing on heavy bags outside, no masks, not social distanced, because the city's dead. Uh, but I was literally like, I was like, do they think that because shootings are up, they got to teach these dorks self defense? What are we fucking doing? It's it's pretty wild. The only thing I'm seeing is this uh, chick who's holding pads for this dude. Yeah, yeah, that's the only picture that I could find. But, like, you can kind of tell. I mean, you could see the park in that picture, but, like, it's just like, look at that guy. That guy's not ready to box. He looks like that girl can kick the shit out of him. Yeah, also, I don't know why. Also, that girl's wearing a sundress. (laughs) You can tell by, like, the side... Her side boob. She looks jacked as fuck, but she is definitely wearing a sundress because she knows that dude is soft. Yeah. Like, it's just like, it's just like Williamsburg, for anybody listening to this who doesn't know, Williamsburg, Brooklyn, is like the hipster stereotype of Brooklyn started there. Like, that was the place that it became a thing. And I just think it's funny that they're just having outdoor boxing classes next to the outdoor comedy show. And I assume outdoor smoothie bar, somewhere. Most likely. Yeah, I was thinking about this the other day. It's like, I, I hate that these fucking idiots have just. Did I? I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself. Did I talk about food in bowls and white people pretending it's healthy? Nah, dude, it annoys. The shit, like, if you just put something in one of those biodegradable bowls with the, pl- first of all, with the plastic top, you fucking jerk-offs. Pretty dumb. Yeah, and people just are like, yeah, like, I got, like, a healthy bowl. And I'm like, what was it? And they're like, it was like a fried chicken salad. I'm like, yeah, it's still fried chicken, you jerk-off. There was a place um, near my house that was there briefly. It's now closed. But they, it was, it was kind of this weird, they got, I think it was like COVID finally beat them down. But there's all these Indian places, like six blocks from my house, Pakistani places. And then this Indian guy opened a place right around the corner from my house, like kind of more in the gentrified area. And he would just sell Indian food, but in those fancy bowls and charge five times more money. And I remember walking past the place and I heard a guy saying to a girl, like, yes, like they have like healthy Indian food there. And it's the same Indian food. What? I grabbed it sometimes because it was like on my walk to the train. I didn't have to go out of the way. It was the, it literally... Literally, I was like, they sell buttered chicken. It's called butter chicken. I mean, it's chicken tandoori, but like, you know what I mean? Like, it's chicken uh, tandoori masala. But they call, like, if you go into a Pakistani place and you point to that, they're going to, and you go, what's that? They're going to say, butter chicken, my friend. You know what butter chicken is, right? I'm, I'm assuming it's butter and chicken. I mean, it's like, put, just Google image butter. You need to look at what this is. I can't believe you've never had this. First of all, I can't believe you've never had a thing called butter chicken. Same. Oh, it's chicken tikka masala. Yeah, yeah, it's butter chicken. But if you go into a place, they're gonna assume you don't know. Like if you go into a place that's like immigrants serving immigrants, they're gonna assume you don't know those words, so they're gonna call it butter chicken. No, what 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 about this is butter, dude? It's it's orange. I I don't eat butter that's that orange, dog. I'm telling you this right now. I did not. I had never been into a nice Indian restaurant until I was in my like late twenties. I only went to like the cheap Pakistani and Indian places on Coney Island Avenue in Brooklyn. And I always thought of that as butter chicken. If I if there wasn't pictures on the menu in the first Indian place I ever went to, I would have looked like a real jackass. You know what I mean? Like, because you would have just been ordering butter. chicken? I literally been like, you guys don't have butter chicken. 
the fuck is all? What's this chicken tikka masala shit? And I would came and I'd been like, oh, it's butter chicken, like a fucking asshole. The only real, the actual true butter chicken. If you want a chicken loaded with butter, have you ever had chicken Kiev, Mike? No. Pull up a picture of chicken Kiev, Mike. I just love like uh, taunting you with fancy food because I know you're you've lost so much weight and you're so hungry. I just have a garbage palate. Just go to images. Okay. You don't need any of these recipes. See now, this is all like homemade recipes of chicken. Chicken Kiev is typically it's a it's a Russian thing. It's a chicken leg with a uh, chicken cutlet wrapped around it, right? But in between the chicken cutlet and the chicken leg is butter and parsley. And then they deep fry the whole thing. Ooh. So when you cut into it, you see how the butter's leaking out right there? Yeah. Yeah, that's how it goes. So it's like they put like a whole stick in there? They put mad butter in there, son. And then when they let that shit deep fry, it's like, yo, we got to melt that butter. Then you open that shit up, and then you just you take a little piece off, you dip it in that butter. That shit is good. Sounds delicious. Yeah, it's fucking great. Yeah, why am I wasting my time with this masala when there's real-ass butter chicken that, out there? That's the real butter chicken. So, I mean, look, I didn't know that until I was even older. Like, these Indian guys were lying to me twice. True. Uh, let's, uh, let's, go, let's go to this video of uh, Elon Musk. He uh, released the Neuralink. Now, I know this is an old story, but uh, a lot of the stories on this uh, drop of five episodes of Notes of a Goon are old, but I feel like I haven't talked about this with anybody. And so the Neuralink is so that it links the brain to a computer, a microchip under the skull. That's the idea behind uh, this pig. Uh, so now they put it in the pig. Just click, click play on the video, please. All right. Here we go. Great. This is this okay. great, great unveiling of this technology. <laughs> okay. The, the beats you're hearing are real-time signals from the Neuralink in Gertrude's head. So this Neuralink connects to neurons that are uh, in her snout. Is, is the pig just playing Pitfall on Atari? What the fuck? This is the most anticlimactic. This motherfucker has been talking about this thing. For five fucking years. Play it. Keep playing. I just want to hear some more beeps and boops. So whenever she snuffles around and touches something with her snout, uh, that sends out uh, neural spikes, which are detected here. Uh, we have... Uh, it sounds like when feeling. 2XL was thinking. Um, yes. Initially shy, but obviously high energy and, and uh, you know, kind of loving life. Pause this. Pause, yeah. Like right here. This image uh, right here. Look at this. This looks like... Like... The penguin's ne- the penguin is humoring his nephew trying to be a supervillain. <laughs> he's just, he's just <laughs> Elon Musk and like four people at a velvet curtain. It's fucking awful. His haircut is bad. He can't really pull up the suit with no tie, Mark Cuban look. He looks like a jackass. It's not even dude. It's a tuxedo. That's a tuxedo. It looks like a tuxedo, doesn't it? Oh, uh, yeah, because the very starched white shirt. I think that's just from the virtue of him being some sort of South African. They have to have a starched white shirt. Mm. But this shit is. Imagine like you're like, yo, we're gonna see some technology, right? Look, look. There's two broads in the background right there. You know they were like, yo, we gonna see some future shit and we gonna fuck someone rich, right? They're that, straight up laughing at him, and they're laughing at him because this shit is whack. This shit, you unleash. The Neuralink, and there's no lasers? You don't have no lasers? Can't move nothing? 
Yeah, it exactly. ain't using telekinesis. Yo, no telekinesis, no pyrokinesis, no cryokinesis. Dog, there's so many kinesises. You, I would be embarrassed to release this. This, this is some shit you put on Patreon five years after your shit is successful. You know what I mean? And you're like, look how stupid we were back in the day. Thank, right. thank you for subscribing. Like, I was too lazy to put out a bonus episode this week. That's what this is. I'm just, I'm fucking, this is just as bad. Do you remember the boring company with the fucking cars on the tracks? Can you find that? Did you ever fucking see that stupid thing? This motherfucker cannot unveil a product properly. Like, I guess it gets people talking about him because that Cybertruck was boxy as shit. It looked like something out of Virtual Cop. Like, yeah, not to mention the fucking, remember that dude was like, yeah, you can't break this window and then broke it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, and then, that was like a nerd. It wasn't like they brought in like a huge dude to break the window who yeah. did it by like out of force. It wasn't Zeus from No Holds Barred. It was just that same dork. <laughs> like you would think, like yeah, we're gonna have you punch the window. You would get a guy that definitely can't break the window. Of course, yeah. I mean, I think that's that's what they got, and then they were like, nah, but see, he hit it at that perfect angle. I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will give him this. He did do the space launch, but we Didn't already... He blow some shit up, though? The first time, yes. <laughs> he cannot unveil a product. How... Dude, look up the stock price of Tesla. What, like, it's, it's crazy how much money he's making, and he can't unveil a product. Like, it is insane. It just keeps going up. Dude, try to find that boring... The boring company... Test run. So I got this. I have uh, All right, hit it. a whoa. Uh, I have the boring company Hawthorne B roll. Let me see. Said this is the unveiling of the the tunnel. Yeah, that should probably be it. This. Yes. Yeah. Look how stupid this looks, Mike. Have you ever seen this? No. This is the. This just looks like a really bad ride. Like it looks like if. He made boring Space Mountain. Does it? No, it looks like if um, Oldsmobile had an amusement park. <laughs> it's so, why can you not? Un, like, is it part of his? Like, maybe he's so smart that it's part of his scheme. Because I'm sure the science behind that pig Neuralink is fantastic. He's not a showman. He don't got that PT Barnum he, gene in him. He's trying though. It's like, just get a guy. Dude, what? like, he wants to be Hank Scorpio so bad. Oh, yeah, with the fucking blowtorch. Shut the... So f- bad, dude. I mean, I did like the trolling of the, um... He sold that hat. And he was like, if I sell 10,000 hats, I'll sell a blow... T- I'll sell a flamethrower. And that's what made him sell the flamethrower. That was pretty... That was pretty clutch. But once it got off dorky internet trolling... He could not hang anymore. You're looking it up? Yeah, I'm trying to find this out because I do remember he did some shit. Uh, I know, so that's what it is. 
Uh, the company founded to accomplish this, the Boring Company, has sold 50,000 hats. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was exactly that. It was 50,000 hats that he sold at $20 a piece. That means a million dollars. If yeah. a million dollars came million in, dollars, so he, then you yeah. could buy a flamethrower. Yep. And then he sold, yeah, like whatever, 10,000 flamethrowers or something. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, at 500 a pop, bringing yeah. in another 10 milli. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's... Look, yeah, but here's the thing. And maybe that's the showman aspect of it, right? You make PayPal, you make a bunch of bank, then you go, yeah, I'm going to have all this cool stuff. It's not going to quite work, but it's going to look really cool and sound really cool, and I'm going to say it in some weird... Because he talks like a supervillain. Like, I would have guessed that guy was a Russian oligarch. First of all, the name Elon Musk makes me think you're a Russian oligarch. Second of all, your stupid face makes me think you're a Russian oligarch. Third of all, but then, like, he's... You know what it is? I think what it is is he's Dutch. The Dutch are a goofy people. Play anybody speaking Dutch. Wooden shoes. They're all pasty-faced weirdos. He looks like a Russian oligarch. But the Dutch Hi, in general... This is my most aangevraagde video ooit. And that is a video wherein I Netherlands speak. In my whole life have I ooit maar één keer a Nederlands video. Gemaakt. These sound like the people that the Germans cuck out for their porn. The Dutch, like it's just pull up now. Just now, just Google image Dutch people. I'm really, I'm really gonna not. This this podcast is gonna do well in the Netherlands, but ooh, Poda, very. It's a wide mix. All right. I mean, now Google image Dutch women. I mean, what are we doing here? Black Pete is a Dutch tradition. Schwarze Pete. You don't know about Schwarze Pete. He's Santa Claus's black friend, but he's not actually black. He just goes down the chimney before Santa Claus to clean it out for him so Santa Claus doesn't get dirty. Is this? That is what Schwarzenegger is. This is real. Yes, it is. Do not, you really, here's the funny thing about it. Uh, You know what the Jewish word for N-word is? Schwarze. Like, and yeah, that's Schwarze Pete. That is. It just means black. That's a whole bunch. Okay. Uh, all right. What was I looking Dutch, up? Dutch, Dutch women. women. Sorry, I got distracted by uh, all the women in black. Probably the most racist-looking thing I've ever seen in my. That is worse than any uh, uh, minstrel show. Uh, anything with the white gloves and the black lips and the red lips. I mean, that mm-hmm. is significantly worse. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Schwarze Pete. Schwarze Pete. That's a lot. Okay, scroll down. Now these are their hot chicks because that's obviously what's going to come up. Right. But very plain. The Dutch uh, are a plain people. Okay. Right. Click the athletes there. Which one? This one? Yeah. There you go. I think that's the Dutch. I mean, why'd you make me bring up the chick that looks like fucking sloth from the Goonies? I think because I feel like that's the Dutch. I feel like they all always look nauseous. Damn, I wanted to be like, nah, this chick's hot, but yeah. She looks nauseous. <sighs> she looks like she's grinning through nausea. I'm telling you, the Dutch always look, they always look nauseous. They're, they're fucking, their language, refute this claim. Their language is just fucking cucked out German. They, they, it's, they're not, I mean, come on. That's why Elon Musk is bad at being Hank Scorpio. Hank Scorpio was American, goddammit. Isn't it? We gotta talk about bronies, Mike. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we have to talk about bronies. And I know it seems out of date. But apparently, bronies have a Nazi problem. 
I sent you an article. Let me pull it up. Just scroll it down a little bit. Um, but yeah, uh, bronies have a Nazi problem. Um, it's yeah, it's just whatever. This is in the Atlantic. Apparently, there's been a big problem in the brony community. There's all these words and no pictures. Just this one. Yeah, just that one. Uh, but apparently, there's been a lot of stuff on message boards and stuff with um. I guess some bronies... It turns out that insulated weirdos tend to become fanatics. Uh, so apparently there's like a good amount of Nazism on the brony message boards, um, which makes sense to well, me. But, all right. Here's my question. Uh-huh. Okay. How Nazi are we talking? Well, there are no Adam Waffen, as we discussed in episode one of Notes of a Goon. Okay. This, this is why I brought it up. So we talked about the Boogaloo Boys a few weeks back. Sure. And um, the Boogaloo Boys, we said in that, stop being cutesy Nazis. It's not, it's not funny. You're not making Nazis more likable. Be hard-ass fucking Nazis like Adam Waffen. Like, so basically what it is is that you just have a lot of bronies that are posting like fan art of Nazi My Little Ponies, which makes no fucking sense. So they're, they're all different colors and shit, and they hang out e- with each other and eat each other's pussies. That's the plot of My Little Pony, right? That's not. Which exactly. Friendship is magic, and it's okay. the magic of scissoring, Mike. I believe that is the plot of My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. I want to let you know, as a non-Nazi, uh-huh. semi-brony... You're, you're a semi-brony? I mean, I've seen... I've watched a fair amount of My Little Pony. Really? With your nieces? No, I'm a... I'm a... Sad... Why are you watching this? You're a brony? I mean, a little bit. I like the voice acting. I like Tara Strong. She's fucking awesome. Uh, It's, you know, easy to digest. 22 minutes. What are the names of some of the... Buttercup is one of them, right? Uh, I mean, there's... I have nieces, so I know. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's Rainbow Dash. Way to bite your tongue. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Jesus. uh, Rainbow Dash is the one I know. Okay. Yeah, she's dope. Uh, That's the blue one. Yeah. I thought that was a boy. Okay. Uh, there's, there's, there's. My, my views on ponies are outdated. <laughs> uh, all right. So, so they're not just all mash and gash? I, I mean. Because all ponies are girls, right? Uh, I mean, in a world where all dogs are boys and all cats are girls, sure. But okay. no, in, in, in this world, I'm pretty sure some of, the, some of the My Little Ponies are boys. See, so yeah. So, I mean, look. I always had the theory that bronies only exist because comic book stores became unsafe spaces for weirdos. Do you, you get you get what I'm saying? When did comic book stores become unsafe? For weirdos? Like the 90s. Late okay. 90s. Like how, all right, define weirdo. So like when you used to go to a comic shop. Okay. Now, all right, how about this? Just Google image Female comic book fan. Now, and the kind of, I guarantee you the images that come up are not people that would make the kind of fat, sweaty dorks that I had to go in and deal with to buy comic books when I was fucking, you had to risk getting molested to buy comic books as a child, essentially. It was the candy, it was the candy in a van of my generation. Yeah? I just don't, those you guys know kids were, who got diddled at the comic shop? I know dude there was definitely dudes in the neighborhood who had stuff in their head. No, but not at the comic shop. But they were creepy men. 
There was always like a group of like really dorky. You always felt that way as a child. Because I used to go to places as a little kid by myself. Like I'm talking about like seven. Yeah, not surprising. Yeah, whatever. I had negligent parents. But you would go into these places and there'd be like adult men in the comic store. I probably shouldn't have been there at night alone, but whatever. And it was, you always were just like, these are not grownups quite, but they could definitely overpower and rape me. Yeah, that's definitely a threat here. I'm thinking of one place that closed in Sheepshead Bay 20-something years ago. I'm trying to just think of how, like what your life is where at seven you can process, I might get raped. I mean, look, you can always get raped, Mike. Look, anybody could get it. No, obviously, right? You know, as... to quote Jada, because five minutes in the shower is whatever with Jada. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, 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 fifty in Angola, anybody can get touched. You know, obviously, but yeah, don't get touched in your hood, son. Uh, but I'm just saying, uh, you know, at seven, I think I processed like. No, no, no. It's not like getting not, murdered. Not explicit. Not getting held not down a... and raped. No, 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 no. Definitely, my mom warned me of rapes. Wow. Um, okay. she was just like, yeah, be careful. She was like, she was like, cause they're going to put their dick in your butt. Like she literally, like, my mom used to be like, like before they kill you, they're going to do this. And like, you don't quite know what that is as a child, but you know, you don't want it. Like, I'm like, I don't want any of that. Like she was pretty explicit about it too. I, I really won't get into detail. It was pretty gross. Yeah. Um, but my mom, I told, I've told this story before on other podcasts. My mom made me watch the jo- the John Wayne Gacy movie because, like, I all of a sudden hated clowns, and everybody's like, "Why do you hate clowns so much?" My mom made me watch the John Wayne Gacy two part made for TV movie with Brian Dennehy, and it terrified me. Understandably so. Yeah, terrified me. It was way scarier than anything else I had ever seen. But anyway, did you Google comic book girls? Yeah. Okay, now, all right, go, now, see, these are kind of dorky girls, but you, hold on, hold on, go to that first picture you clicked, right there. Now, you see that cute blonde girl over there in the middle? No. She's cute enough. This one? No, up there. No, right there, the pink shirt, right there. You think she's blonde? No, she's not, but okay. All right, whatever. That's a decently cute chick, right? Now, do you see how uncomfortable that gentleman in the Green Lantern shirt is? <laughs> right? That is the problem, right? So all those Green Lantern-shirted gentlemen who really shouldn't have been around people at all, they used to find solace in places like comic shops or places where you could buy, like, role-playing game books. All those places got infiltrated by, like, vaguely cute chicks that made them uncomfortable, right? And so then those guys had to be like, all right, what can we do? That still involves bright colors and fantastical things, because those are the only things that make us escape the reality that is us. But it has to be so weird that no one else wants to be a part of it. Bronies. That's why they exist. Take that one step further, Nazis. And that's why they're becoming Nazis. (laughs) You know what I mean? What does nobody want to be? Bronies. And you know what? Why are you... And then they're also self-hating, so why are you isolating me? That's making me a Nazi. But I'm still annoyed because, again, like we said in episode one of this show, stop being a cutesy Nazi. Pull up some images of Adam Waffen again. Big ups to Adam Waffen. Not really. But if you're going to be villains, these motherfuckers got arrested. Some members of Adam Waffen got arrested. I was reading more about them after the show. They got arrested for trying to poisoning a water supply. That's super villain shit in real life. (laughs) Fucking Elon Musk is like, how come I can't get no love? 
I'm making blowtorches. Poison our water supply, Elon Musk. Get some fucking nickel from your fucking fucking Tesla batteries. Throw that shit in a couple reservoirs. Maybe you get up on that level, son. Get your fucking weight up. Look at these. That's terrifying. I'm not, and I'm not endorsing Adam often by any means. I'm just saying, if you're going to go Nazi, it's like that scene in Basketball Diaries, right? Wait, you smoke weed? Fuck that. If you smoke weed, you may as well do coke. If you do coke, fuck it. Bump dope. And if you're going to bump it, fuck it. Shoot it. Let's go. Then you get to fuck that chick, Bunny. Remember that chick? The, tw- the, tw- the Sweet Valley Highs twins were in that shit. They were looking all hot. That movie was good until he became an addict. Which is how it will end for all the members of Adam Waffen. It's not going to go well for them. I'm not endorsing them. I'm just saying go hard or go home. Right? That's pretty dope. So what you're saying is they're all going to get Ed Norton in the showers and then maybe kind of yeah. like it, though? It's whatever with Jada. They might kind of be down, though. Well, the bronies. No, I'm saying like the Adam Waffen dudes. You said it's going to end like they did in Basketball Diaries. And if I don't, you know. Oh, word. No, I'm saying? How great would it be if in like 20 years, every music open mic is just ex-Adam Waffens singing songs with like a guitar <laughs> about how they got fucked in the ass and now they like black people? <laughs> how great would it be if black dick just turns them in prison? <laughs> oh man, we're going to get killed for this show, Mike. You know, <laughs> it's going to be a thing. It's gonna be, we're going to get murdered. Uh, no, I'm just saying, go hard or go home is all I'm saying. I think they'll probably be endorsing because they're not really getting talked about much, you know? The Adam Waffen? The Adam Waffen, yeah. They're not. We're, look, this that's the fucking new slogan for this show going forward. Go hard or go home. Yeah. So, I mean, I think here's, my, here, here's the one counterpoint I'll give you to that, right? Mm-hmm. Is I think, like, the Legion of Skanks subreddit mm-hmm. could be accused sometimes of maybe a bit of Nazism. Yes. So, you know. But they're not cutesy. Yeah, but they're just, they're still just weirdos at home. You know what I mean? Mm. Who are just oh, like, like the bronies. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, they're guys who are like, well, yeah, this is a thing I like. And, you know, hey, you don't want to be kind of funny and, like, you know. Yeah, uh, but they all uh, voted uh, for dicey. a Jew. They all voted for a Jew for president. Yeah, they don't actually believe it, which I don't think the bronies believe. The bronies ain't Adam Waffen. Adam Waffen believes that shit. I think, they, I think they were indoctrinated in the military and then were brought into. Adam Waffen using the same tactics that they used to warp the minds of young children in the military. They should eighteen-year-olds should not be allowed. We were talking about that. We talked about that last week, right? Uh, the military. The reason why they lowered the did we talk? We talk, we did talk about that on the show uh, with soldiers last week, right? I do not think so. Uh, we talked about Trump saying that soldiers yes. are suckers. So I'll, I, I actually do want to amend that a little bit. Um, Soldiers aren't suckers, but I think so. There's a reason why, when the argument to lower the vote, the when the argument about the voting age was, uh, well, we could fight and die for our country. How come we can't vote? Yeah. There's a reason why they didn't raise the military age because they need 18 year olds. They need you to not have a good enough brain. They need you to be 18 and listless in order to get you to go to the army, like to enlist. In order to get you to follow those kind of directions, you got to be coming out of school and going into the army. Like the, I mean, there are people who join the army later that need a leg up, but for the most part, they need you at eighteen, right? Like, I mean, that's what happens. To these Adam Waffle guys too, mostly is like they they literally say it, like where I found out about it 
was a documentary, a frontline documentary, um, where they literally said, they literally show the historical correlation between hate groups and large-scale military conflict. So after Vietnam, after World War II, after World War I even, uh, because the hate groups used the same tactics that the military did. How about the KKK after the Civil War? Exactly. Wasn't Nathaniel Forrest the colonel in the... Uh... That's that, No, but that's it, it's the same. It's going all the way back throughout history, back that far. But I'm, I'm just giving more recent examples because it's, it's more uh, relevant to current events. Um, well, yeah, I know. Like, I had friends who joined the military at 18, and, like, when they came back from basic... Adam Waffen. Like, now they're all in Adam Waffen. <laughs> it's crazy. Two of them. Dude, those bachelor parties suck, dude. Stop inviting me. <laughs> I mean, their Coke is great. Yeah. It's, I mean, you know, only the whitest. <laughs> yeah, only the fucking purest. <laughs> purest fucking white Coke. Uh, <laughs> never had an immigrant's hands on it. Oh, um, God, no. They, uh, I mean, and if it did, they cut the immigrants' hands up, <laughs> hollowed them out, and that's what we're snorting it with. <laughs> Just the fucking the fingers of, yeah. <laughs> damn, Adam right. Waffen goes hard. Um, I'm saying that monkey paw is going to be a bad wish. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I had fucking 18-year-old friends who would tell me shit like, uh, yeah, you know, like, they, they basically drilled it into our heads, like, yeah, if I die at war, it it's the same thing as, like, yeah, I would have gotten hit by a bus at home. And, yeah, like, that's, no, that's the, exactly what that happens, because you, you, you were fated to die there. Didn't you ever see Final Destination, you fucking idiot? Yeah. You're fated to die at that moment, no matter what. I mean, the, literally, the, that's, the, that's the playbook the U.S. government is running with. Dude, did I, <laughs> did I tell the story about the Navy recruiter on... I didn't talk about that. Fucking, I remembered after we, le- after we left here, last, after the last recording, um, I remember a Navy recruiter once said to me that he showed... His, he beat the shit out of a guy on leave in Asia. It was a black dude who's... He, he's like, bro, let me tell you something. I was in fucking Japan. I fucked like three, four of these Asian chicks. I stomped a dude out in the bar. Stomped him out. And I was like, okay. Now I'm like 19 being like, I mean, I don't really need to stomp an Asian guy out. I didn't realize you were into the funky bunch, sir. I would think you could listen to better rap music. We're in Brooklyn. But he's telling me this story. Um, and he goes, he goes, look, dude, I just showed him my Navy ID. They just let me go. He's like, I fucked three chicks that night. I fucking stomped the dude out because he fucking looked at me funny and they let me go. Like, that was the biggest lie ever. And then Navy recruiter told me that at like 19. Why is that the biggest lie ever? I mean, it's not the biggest lie ever. It's a pretty big lie. He was lying. How do you know? I'm pretty sure you can't just be in the Navy and stomp, especially in like, look, if he had said he did that shit in Afghanistan, I would have been like, okay, that sounds... It says Albania, like any of these fucking, like any place with a lot of mountains and no money. You did that in Japan. He told me he did that in J- not Thailand, Japan. No, I, I get, dude. My buddy was stationed in. He just o- stomped through there like fucking King Ghidra, like rah. No, get the fuck out of here, bro. Bro, my best friend was stationed in Okinawa, and uh-huh. he got into some fucking dirt get, out there. Get him on the phone. You want me to call him right now? Yes. All right. This is gonna be. He's gonna be like, no, I did not do that. Why is Mike calling me? For a podcast, I'm very interested in this because I would think there's certain places you can't get away with that. Probably anywhere in Europe that isn't uh, some sort of Eastern Europe, like so, like anywhere the the, the good Europe, you know, the Fran- your Frances, your Englands, your your Denmarks, you can't get away with that shit. Germany, you definitely can't get away with that in Germany if you're a U.S. soldier. There, we talked about that last week. They're now the they're now the face. They're the John Cena of the world. They're getting that fucking main event run. Your buddy's not picking up. 
Yeah, I mean, surprisingly, uh, you know, a, a, a paranoid uh, ex-Marine uh, doesn't pick up numbers. Is he very paranoid? From... Is he hanging out with Adam often? Are they at one of those fucking bachelor parties? I mean, dog, why you put my boy on blast? They're always getting married. Why are they always getting married? You know, fucking, they gotta, they gotta do something to, you know, keep the race going, you know, keep the blood. I want to hear this, because I always, like, thought, I remember hearing that at the time and being like, this guy is the most full of shit. It also just seemed like a weird selling point. Like, why didn't he stop at... Asian bitches love you when you're in the U.S. military. That's all I care about. He could have also could have thrown out, I got caught with drugs, and they didn't say shit. Because you can't have drugs when you're in the military. So he thought he was going to sell me on stomping a dude out? Yeah, I mean, you know, you look like a big guy who likes to beat up other big guys and fuck chicks. That's a pretty good pitch. To a 19-year-old? I Yeah, I get... I, the fact that you could just get drunk and beat the shit out of somebody at 19 is... Without without any repercussions, if somebody fucks with you, is nice. It's a nice thing. But I just don't think there's no repercussions. I'm sure your boy got in some kind of trouble. All right, we're going to follow up with him next week. If he, if he can call back up by the end of the show, maybe we'll talk to him this week. If not, I definitely want to have a follow-up with your buddy at some point. I'm just saying, like, there was a thing... like. All right, so I, I have st- heard stories for him about getting into fights and bars mm-hmm. and getting 100% of a pass on that because of, you know... In like Okinawa. Would, yeah, like he would get fucked with by like his CO when he got back to base, but he wouldn't get in any trouble with like the local PD, hmm. right? And okay. there was nights where he would go and bang multiple chicks, and this was a guy who graduated high school a virgin. Hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like... See, that's what I'm saying. It's like that's how you end up in Adam Waffen. Kinda. It's yeah. all kind of fucking. Look, all I'm saying is I'm glad I didn't listen to that weird Haitian guy who was in the fucking navy. He was Haitian. Yeah. Oh, that definitely happened then. You think a Haitian guy just stomps out Japanese dudes and yes. fucks chicks? Yes. Bro, fucking. So this was the other thing my boy told so me. So I went through my whole life thinking this was a lie that this man told me, and you're telling me it was real, dude. My boy told me fucking the the. He said the military does great with chicks in Japan and black guys do. The only ones who do better than the military are black guys. So if you're black military in Japan, yeah, you're probably you're probably stealing a guy's chick, beating his ass when he tries to say something. You do it so well, two of her friends are like, "Yeah, I'm coming too." Then you all hop in the fucking Uber. I actually I accidentally walked into a bar full of prostitutes in Hong Kong, and it was actually accidentally uh, but I did hang out there for a while. You were looking for the donkey show? Yeah, I was looking for the donkey show. But I was ha- I was hanging out there for a while, and I was drinking. They had this jazz band. It's all black guys. And I just, like, they were taking a break, and I was like, I walked up to them, and I just go, can I ask you, how do you end up uh, being a black American jazz band that works in a hooker bar in Hong Kong? And the guy looks at me and goes, I mean, I'm making a living. This is probably the best job I can get in music. <laughs> like, was he Was he a good... Was it yeah, a good it was a good band. band? It, was a, it was a pretty good jazz band, I'll be honest. Huh? They flew him out there, and he was just fucking Asian chicks. So why was that the best job he could get? Because of the perk of fucking Asian chicks. Yeah, it's a pretty good perk. Yeah. Um, that's what he said. He's like, he's like, he's like, you just clean up out here. It's it's fantastic. And I was like, all right. If that's what you're into, I suppose. And I guess they were. I think they were getting paid pretty well too. Um. Your buddy get back to you? It's, uh, he, you're not, well, yeah. He's booking in a restaurant now. Oh, he's a cop now? Currently a cop. Fantastic. <laughs> you love to hear it. Just kind of better than the Adam Waffen. Yeah, you, you, lo- well, you love to hear it. Maybe not. 
What's funny because I want to talk about uh, tell him the call, tell tell him tell him we want to talk to him at some point on the show. Yeah. Um, because I want to verify that story to go back with my fucking weird story. It was just something about the way the guy told the story. He like really played it up, and there was something real. There's always been something weird to me about somebody who plays up violence for my benefit. You should always be playing down violence. Anytime I've ever gotten into a fight, I play it down forever afterwards. Yeah. Because you're not you're not a bitch. Yeah, that guy was just trying to make a sale. I think that's what it is. Because like, here's the thing, right? Like, there's something about that that aspect of like, yo, you can go and beat guys' ass and then brag to other people about it mm-hmm. when like you wear our gang colors, mm-hmm. right? Which is the navy. Which is like it's it's a similar tactic that gangs use in the hoods to get pussies to join 100%. gangs, right? So it's like, that's just the 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 white version of that, and it comes with a pension. Mm. That's true. Yeah, it, yeah, it does come with a pension and That's a burial a v- and a burial plot. VA benefits too. Ooh. Yo, you make it. VA killed my grandfather. <laughs> yeah, I mean that part kind of sucks, but yeah. you can also like while you're alive, they'll give you pretty much whatever pills you ask for. That's true. They'll even grind it into a mush for you. But so your friend's a cop, and I want to talk about this. I've been meaning to talk about this for the first couple of weeks of the show, and whatever. Like I said, we're batching these episodes, so it doesn't matter anyway. But the defund the police movement, I which I guess is over now, because have you heard about it recently? Uh, only in relation to Black Lives Matter, but that also has shifted away from defunding the police and into free health care. Yeah. Because socialism. Well, no, I mean, I more mean like it's like for... It's like defund the police went away because we had to refund. I'm and I, by the way, I I think, you know, whatever. I was I considered myself. I don't know that I do anymore. I believe more with them than most groups, but I don't know that I consider myself a libertarian just because of how hard in the paint those motherfuckers go nowadays. It's just too much. It's od for me. The the, the libertarians. Well, the fact that they're just like so. Ron Paul existed in this way where he was like. Yeah, we have to exist in this framework that most humans crave governance, right? Like, he wanted to be a federalist and go back to states' rights and the gold standard, which I got. You know what I mean? Because the fact of the matter is, right, so human beings, for as long as civilization has existed, our brains are part of the evolutionary pattern, right? And we have been selecting... For governance, because if you oppose the government, you're significantly more likely to die. Right. So brains are therefore wired to want some level of governance. Wanting to run that back is kind of where I came in with libertarian. Is I just don't think we can get it. Look, if do I think versus the communist utopia versus the anarcho-capitalist utopia... I obviously prefer the anarcho-capitalist utopia because it values freedom over safety of those two utopias, those two versions of utopia, right? And freedom is the only reason why I'm sitting here. Like, my ability to embrace freedom and get out of my shitty environment is the only reason why I'm sitting here talking to you instead of probably dead of a heroin overdose 10 years ago, right? So I, I, I identify with that, but it's like, so it's a weird thing when I see all these libertarians that I follow on Twitter or Facebook or just even in the news scoffing at the defund the police thing. This is the first time I've ever seen liberals 
have somewhere they wanted to take the money from to do something. Ever. Right? I feel like you checked out on this. I'm trying to think of... No, I literally am trying to think of like a thing where it's like... They're literally just like, we want this now. Take it from rich people. They're literally going, this government agency is mismanaging funds. We want to reallocate it here. And libertarians are going, you're crazy. We love the cops. It's fucking mind-boggling. Yeah. Fucking mind-boggling to me. For <sighs> That is my biggest problem with libertarians. It re no, it yeah, it just just to be just to be contrarian. And it re got in my head because um Frontline just released another thing. I know I fucking talk too much about Frontline, but uh it's where I get most of my shit. Um but they they did a thing about the Newark Police Department. They did a bunch of reforms, and they're seeing. So they're just like, "Well, violent instances went up," and they're like, "No, no, no. We've educated that. We've educated the police that they now have to that handcuffing somebody is a violent incident. Uh, they were not reporting handcuffings, right? So that yeah, the reporting has gone up. So there is things that you can do, and they like they're just like, look, we're they did take money away and they allocated it towards civilian review board, which is like outreach." And that's fucking good. People, I keep seeing people going, no, we need to give the police more money. It's like, how about we just tell... Can you pull up the image that I asked you to pull up? And we showed this on HSR months back. But this is a $600... Scroll down. This is, a, this is in Minneapolis during the riots. It is a $600 site on a grenade launcher. Mike, are you a very smart person? Absolutely not. How do grenades work? Uh, they, they, they shoot up in an arc. Yeah. Now, and, and they blow up on impact. Do on you side. have to aim a grenade, would you think? No, I mean, like, you know, from my limited experience of, like, Fortnite and Call of Duty, if you get it in the general area, you're doing okay. That's what, And these, not only this, these grenades aren't even, like, grenades that explode, and then the explode. There's gas in there. And I don't know if you know about gas. When you let it out... It just kind of wafts around and reaches as far as it can. That's how gas works. Right. It's a gas grenade, and it's they have a sight on it. Six. This is like I've talked about this, but uh, city buses in New York. This is literally the kind of thing that turned me into a libertarian for years. It was like, so city buses in New York used to have tape that yeah. you push to signal a stop. We did this last episode. Did we? Yeah. Okay, with the fucking pull rope. Yeah. That it's the same fucking shit with this sight. So if you agree with me then, you should agree with me now. Defund the fucking police. I am perfectly fine with defunding the police as long as the money doesn't go to the post office. Because fuck the fucking post office. Fuck the post office in the fucking ass. And I know we've talked about this too. The post office fucking sucks. The post office is getting ripped off by Amazon. Trump is right about that. I don't give a fuck. What the fuck do we even need? Like, I don't even understand why they're like, we need mail-in ballots because COVID. Why? Cause Why can't I go get groceries with a mask on six feet away from people, but I can't vote the same way? Uh, because the way voting lines work, right? I I never do it. So okay. okay. So I mean, yeah, like, yeah, just, now you can educate me, Mike. Yeah. So to give you an idea, let's say places were to have, you know, if we were to stick to a twenty five percent occupancy inside, mm -hmm. right, which you would need for a voting booth, mm -hmm. right? Like the to so if your gymnasium, right, your local gymnasium where you normally host this, you have to figure on all the staff that's there to count ballots, figure like 10, 15 people. But why don't we just replace them with Asians? Okay, because either way, then we only need like seven of them. 
All right, fine. So there's seven Asians in there. Okay. All right, but you're a 25 percent capacity. Okay. Right. So you that Look, means I'm not gonna. We're gonna need to get an Asian here to follow this math. All, all right? right. So let's say we can fit 100 people in the room. Seven of them are Asians who are counting the ballots. All right. All right. That means right at 25 percent capacity, you only fit 18 people in there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So figure 18 people, and you got to have a line mm-hmm. out the door mm-hmm. for the rest of them people. You can only have 18 at once. Now mm-hmm. it takes people. What well, that iPhone line again? It's a pretty long line. It's a you know. It's, it's, it's a I believe I line. saw a line for El Toro that was three hours long when we were at Six Flags a couple weeks ago. It's accurate. I'm uh, just saying we can have we're used to long lines and people are waiting for brunch. That's what we started the show with. Okay, sure. Uh, I, I I I do think though it's a little bit different uh, when when you, when we're talking about voting for the president uh, versus going on a roller coaster, right? Yeah, one is awesome and the other one is super gay. Right, the other one is a civic duty. Right, which sucks. Nobody wants to do their fucking civic duty. Nobody wants to show up for jury duty. Right. Yeah. So spending three hours on a line where I get to ride a fucking awesome roller coaster at the end, right, is something that I might do. You get to ride the roller coaster of freedom the other way, Mike. Okay, now you're arguing that voting's cool. All right. You hear yourself? You libertarian. I've been, I've been rewatching King of the Hill. Um <laughs> because I'm trying to get myself to want to vote. Um I don't think it's gonna happen. Um no, but it's just, I just don't understand why you'd even want to give the Trump people any. <laughs> are those guys all voting? Those guys are voters. Oh, man, those are voters. Harding versus Taft, dude. Fucking, they got to get it in. Yeah, fucking ham and eggers over there. <laughs> fucking, no, but like, look, it's just, I just don't even understand why they would want to give the Trump people the thing. But that's not, that's taking away. What do you mean, give the Trump people the thing? They're just trying to give, like, so he's been saying that mail-in voting is fraught with problems. Why give him the talking point if he like it's gonna? You realize that like it's gonna be two weeks from November fourth before we know who's the president, right? Because of the amount of mail-in voting that we're doing this, it's gonna be two weeks. It'll be a week. I think you are way, way, way underestimating this. Remember how long did it take Kerry versus Bush? I think that was two weeks. No, it was longer. Was it? It was longer, dude. The hanging chads. Pull it up. By the way, I'm gonna hang with some chads later. We're gonna get drunk, right? It's Frank's birthday. Yeah, doggy. Hang with some chads. Fuck yeah, hell yeah. Fuck these virgins. Uh, Presidential recount in 2000. I want to see how long this was. It doesn't say. Um, I think it was like two weeks. Okay. Two to three weeks, maybe. I Look, I don't remember. We were fucking kids. Yeah, right? Right? Uh, I mean, I think I was 18. You were, I was 12. You were probably 12, yeah. But, I mean, look. Back to the post office sucking dick. It is the worst. Why do we need it? I think 40% of... 40% of mail is fucking junk mail. Just... Can we just give poor people the internet? What else do we need the mail for? Like, just give poor people the internet so they can pay their light bills. Or just waive the fees at check-cashing places. Whatever. Why do we need the mail? Yeah, I mean, we already have, like, public Wi-Fi in New York. Yeah, it it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to continue to fund the post office just for mail-in ballots. Okay, so it was five weeks. Uh, And also, the Board of Elections hires tens of thousands of extra people for elections, yeah. couldn't the post office do that? Couldn't it be part of the board of elections? The post office? 
Like, yeah. Just make the post office part of the book. Because that... Or just make them be able to hire... Make the Board of Elections be able to hire postmen for mail-in ballots. I mean, they're already spending so much money on ballot counters. Can they really I mean, obviously, they can, they can cut that by fucking seven times if they just hired Asians. <laughs> we already went over this, Mike. I thought it was in half. Uh, but yeah, the... It'd be half if they were Chinese. If they're Japanese, it's by seven. Korean? Forget it. They're playing StarCraft while they're counting ballots. It's fucking crazy. There you go. Uh, do you really trust uh, uh, those foreign powers meddling with our elections? Are they American-born? I mean, if they're American-born, they're not going to be as nearly as fucking fast as a Korean-born. Come on now. That's true. But maybe we can promise them some of our freedom to not support the post office. Mm. That's the freedom I'm exercising on this show. Mm. Look, even the movie, there's a movie about the post office. We talked about it on our show, but we didn't watch the thing. The Postman. First of all, we're even already, let's talk about this. We're talking about this. What, what's today's date? The 19th? September 19th? Yeah. Nobody's Everybody. actually cared about the post office for two weeks. Yeah. As this is airing, as this is recording, rather, Ruth Bader Ginsburg has died today. Like, right before we started recording. Right. Literally, no one's going to care about police brutality. Fucking, between the election and this... No one's going to care about police brutality. No one's going to care about COVID. No one's going to care about Adam Waffen. No one's going to care about the Navy stomping people out in Japan. No one's going to care. Like All of the things we have talked about, That this is what's funny. Even before Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, when's the last time you heard about the post office, Mike? Two weeks ago? Yeah, about two weeks gone without a country. Yeah, exactly. Because no one gives a sh- Like It literally just went away. Like, it was just like, nah, I guess, I guess, I guess it's fine now. I, we're moving on. Trump hates soldiers. That was the one right after that. And then the post office is just, I, I guess they got, look, I ordered some pencils. They came today. I guess the post office is fine. There. Why were you ordering pencils through the mail? They were nice pencils that I wanted. They were, by the way. We'll talk about this next on the next episode. We'll leave a little teaser. But uh, I uh, finished the 21-day art challenge from the first episode. And I feel like my art has significantly jumped in skill. Okay. Can you draw... Can you now draw a cat as good as that guy's cat? No, I can't draw cat. a cat as, that guy, as good as that guy's cat. He has years of experience. I have 21 days. It was a 21-day drawing challenge, Mike. 21 fucking days i have 21 more days of cat drawing ability and i drew a pretty good cat a couple of days ago and we will show it on the next show it was pretty good um but what are we talking about the post office and how it sucks even movies about the post office sucks we talked we briefly touched on the movie the postman in the second episode of this show and then i was like let me go watch the trailer for the postman now this is a movie Romantic. First of all, and I was talking to somebody about um, it was at it was at CFC at the uh, Staten Island Comedy, the Fifth Borough Comedy Festival. Um, it somebody it, maybe Robbie Goodwin was talking to me about um, the first guy who went postal in the nineties was from New Jersey, right out there. Um, 
And it so it was like, but they never even made movies about those guys. Remember when mailmen were just going crazy and shooting people for like a year and a half? Yeah. You how old were you? Like six? I was oh I was old enough to understand it when it was parodied Mad Magazine. Okay. You know what I mean? So the first guy did that. They never made a movie about that. But the mail is supposedly so important. It is a service that we need. I don't believe so. I think the mail, I think the post office is terrible. And I'll tell you a story about the post office and why it's terrible. I used to order packages in Bensonhurst and I would just get, and I didn't have a job because I'm a bum. And I would get slips through my door saying that they came with my packages. I'm like, I was awake. This is this package did not come. I literally caught the guy once slipping a slip through my door, and I was like, "Where's my package?" I saw him slide the thing in, and I opened the door real fast. I go, "Where's my package?" And he goes, "I I, I don't have it." I was like, "Why are you slipping a slip through?" I was like, "Take that shit back. Go get my shit." And he was like, "I I, I just didn't want to carry it, dude." He literally, I caught him, and he freaked out. He's like, "I just I just didn't take it." And I was like, "But you know you were supposed to." And he's like, "Dude, it was a big package." And I was like. What? Why are we paying you guys? Why are we fucking paying you? Why? And then I go to the post office the next day, and I was like, "Can I go get it?" And they're like, "And he goes, he goes, I'll be honest, dude. It's supposed, it's supposed. I'm supposed to be delivering it." And I was like, "Okay." And he's like, "So it's not, it's not there." I was like, "What do you mean it's not there?" He's like, "They're not gonna be able to find it because it's out for delivery." I was like, "But it's there." And he goes, "Yeah, but they're not gonna be able to find it." So the next day. I go to the post office to get my shit. It's an Asian lady who's probably very good at counting. She's very bad at being a mail handler. And I go to the window, and I go, here's my package. She goes, I can't find it. And I happen to have very good eyesight, Mike. And I look behind her, and literally on the counter, I can see my name. I literally saw, like, because Christopher is a long name. I have a short last name, and I could see the outline of my middle initial and I go that's my package and she turns around and goes like it's somehow my fault this bitch couldn't find my package defund the post office they're killing blacks at an alarming rate look black people aren't getting their diabetes medication Mike and it's the post office's fault they're killing black people faster than Adam Waffen and the police combined. That's a real fact, people. If you're listening to the sound of my voice, know that I, I have done... This is an investigative journalism show. I have done the research. The post office is killing black people. They are extensively killing black people. The post office. When you hear going postal, who do you think they're killing? Have you ever met a white person killed by the police? No. There you go, Mike. There you go. You want to defund something? Defund the post office. You want to defund the police? Give that money to me and Mike Harrington. Because we deserve it. Because you know what? We don't kill black people the way the post office does. Do we, Mike? No. Absolutely not. I have not killed a single black person. Me neither. Not not one. None. I never even thought about it until just now. Now I'm thinking about killing a bunch of them. I am pitching a perfect game when it comes to killing black people. Fucking I am killing it at not killing black people. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Uh, but even like when they make a movie about the post office and they try to romanticize it, Kevin Costner's in this. I think he's coming off, um, not the bodyguard, but I think Tin Cup came out right before this. Do you remember Tin Cup? Yeah, I'm sure. I, th- I feel like you love the movie Tin Cup. Yeah, goddamn right I did. Rene Russo was a fox in Tin Cup. So Tin Cup was he was a golfer. Yeah, and he was fucking chicks. I yeah. remember there was a cool. He looked real cool shooting pool with the golf ball with, but it was like a rake because he was a gardener. 
Well, yeah, because like he had to, he like broke his putter or something, mm-hmm. and like uh, the guy was being a real dick and wouldn't let him, wouldn't let him use a new putter. So he's like, "All right, fine, I'll show you," and just used other objects in his bag to putt with. Okay, which I thought that, was pretty that's, cool. That's what it was. Yeah, I it bo- it bothers me that you remember this much about Tinko. I mean, dude, there was a lot in that movie, man. There was like, uh, it was just a lot of good old school golf hustling. You know what I mean? You do love a hustle movie. I just love hustle movies. We should do me and you. You ever watch The Hustler? Uh, yeah, of course. Wait, no, The Hustler is that's Jackie Newman. Gleason and Paul Newman. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. We should do a watch. And actually, we should do Color of Money because it's funnier. At some point, I got a better idea. Uh, we should do The Sting. I would love. We should do. We should do a watch along of The Sting on this show. We should get another. We should get somebody else who's like a fucking slick idiot. Who thinks they're a slick idiot but isn't, like both of us. We are both people who think we're slick idiots, but we're not. Yeah. Um, we should get some, there. We definitely know somebody. Pockets. Us and Pockets Oof. should watch this thing. Oof. Right? That sounds like a great fucking show. His name is Pockets. His name is Pockets. Yeah. Yeah, me, you, and Pockets should watch this thing at some point. Um, but, all right, what the fuck is I talking Oh, yeah. The so, Postman. The Postman. So here's the You've thing. You've been here, trying to preview this fucking yeah. Postman trailer for 15 minutes. And then, and then I came to revelation <laughs> that the mail is killing black people. <laughs> right? Uh, um, but yeah, I wanted to watch the trailer for The Postman because it's so bad. And I don't think anybody remembers how bad it was. I think the movie did get panned. I actually think it was like... So I think he did Dances with Wolves, then Tin Cup, then The Postman. And I think they were like... I think his managers were like, yo, we need like another Dances with Wolves. Uh, because Nah, I think you're forgetting a big one. I think you're forgetting Waterworld was in there, too. Waterworld was before The Postman? Yeah, I think pull so. Pull up the IMDb of Kevin I Koss. I think so. Your man Koss. I think he had to do Waterworld after The Postman was so whack. Huh. I don't know, dude. And the, then I the assume Postman... he did Battlefield Earth, but I think that was John Travolta. I don't know, dude. I mean, maybe. Westworld lost a bunch of money, so or Waterworld, so I'm thinking maybe they like... You know what I mean? Westworld, of course. Waterworld West. Yeah, obviously. All right, so you ready for it? Mm-hmm. All right, it was Dances with Wolves in 1990. Mm-hmm. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, 91. JFK in 91. Oh. Bodyguard, 92. Okay. Perfect World, Wyatt Earp. Wyatt Earp fucking slaps, babe. Uh, okay. well, yeah, Wyatt Earp was good. I, I, fuck, I fuck with Wyatt Earp. I don't know, but The War, uh, which I'm not familiar with. Uh, then, 95... Waterworld, okay. 96 Tin Cup, which you were right about, and then uh, the, and Postman then the Postman in 97. But it was right after Tin Cup. Yeah, it was right after Tin Cup. Okay. It was Waterworld, Tin Cup, Postman. But it was way after. I think, but I think that they, ha- they literally were like, dude, you got to do another Dances with Wolves. We're doing the Postman. We're going to combine Waterworld and Dances with Wolves, the Postman. Let's watch the trailer. I hate you so much. What do you mean? In the future, after the Great War, our civilization lies in ruin. Government does not exist. Technology has been erased. And everything man remembers is gone. But you get birthday cards from Nana. The lawless army will arise to prey on the few survivors. But to a people who have lost their hope. Flyers from Western Beef will help them. He will 
give them courage. I have a feeling about you. He will restore their memories of the past. It's the individual that counts. These people don't remember need mail. They need help. Are you gonna bring them that? I want him bound. I want him dealt with. He will unite them. You have a gift, postman. I've got your water bill. Of freedom. I challenge the leadership of the clan. You've got a gift, postman. Give it to me. It's for my birthday. It's a fruitcake. Kevin Costner, Academy Award-winning director of Dances with Wolves, brings you an epic new vision of our future. There's gonna be new laws! There's gonna be peace! There's gonna be edible arrangements! We're gonna deliver your Amazon packages, but no packages you ordered from anyone else because no one's checking for the other ones. That's the movie romanticizing about the mail. That and You Got Mail. We probably should have went with You Got Mail. That was actually a romantic comedy about the mail. Well, I mean, the first one. Oh, it was about the internet, right? Yeah, dog. Second one was the AOL. You got mail. All right. Uh, the, I will, I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah, 1997. Mm -hmm. I was nine years old. Mm -hmm. That movie looked like the shit, dude. I've never seen it. But there was no, I was begging my parents to take me to see The Postman when so I was a kid. I'm going to tell you this. Here's how I dodged this bullet. My dad, when did, what year did Dances with Wolves come out? 90. My dad took me and my brother. How long is Dances with Wolves? It's got to be at least 11 hours. In, in the theater. Took me and my brother to see, da I must have pissed 30 times during that movie. Three hour, one minute long runtime. That was his revenge on us for making him see Wayne's World in the <laughs> He took us to see and I'll tell you this, my brother loved it. Four years old. Dances with wolves. This is before he got hurt and was like all fucking yeah. young four year old Matthew fucking loved. He was like, I love that movie. It's amazing. He watched it on V. He demanded a VHS of it afterwards. Yo, I didn't know Costner directed that one. Yeah, I mean, he was he was balling out, and then just like he just fell off. I mean, one I guess the body. He had a good run through the Bodyguard, right? Bro, he had a good run. I mean, we're talking sports movie Hall of Fame, dude. He should just do like a second payback movie with Mel Gibson, where he's the bad guy. Right? He needs like one of those. He needs an expendables, Kevin Costner. Nah, he really doesn't, dude. What's the last movie he made? Uh I don't know, something called Let Him Go. He's got a show on uh Paramount Network right now, used to be Spike TV, uh called Yellowstone, which is like a Is it just about Yellowstone? It's like kind of dance with wolves for TV. Is he I, I it would be good if he was legit just teaching wolves to dance. <laughs> <laughs> like Dancing with the wolf stars, it's like Alpo and then fucking Balto and like then the dogs from Iron Will. Shoot, yacht. Yo, the dogs from Snow Dogs. Hell yeah, you get all yo dances with the wolf stars. Jabberjaw, yo, Fangface. That was a, that was the wolf. Cartoon. Jabberjaw was a shark. Fangface was the cartoon I was thinking of. It was the same cartoon, but one was a wolf and one was a shark. I mean, this is Yellowstone. Tell me this doesn't. I mean, that's dance with wolves, but with helicopters. Oh what. That's, that's Cocaine Cowboys meets Dances with Wolves. <laughs> Pretty much. Is this a show or is it like a documentary of him hanging out in yellow? Oh, this is a show. It's a show. You show me the trailer. Oh, and it got the it got it got the handsome dude from Lost in it. 
Yeah, dude. Sawyer oh, was chilling. Fucking that guy. Is that Gary Sinise? No, it's not Gary Sinise. That's the dude. He was uh, he was Damian Dark on all the CW uh shows. Oh, uh, word. Let, let's let's watch a trailer for. Yellowstone. Dude, you ever watch the Ken Burns documentary about the national parks? You ever watch any of that? No. There's this dude. I only thought of it because you said Yellowstone. There's a dude who works in Yosemite in that shit, this black dude, who like loves Yosemite so much that it made me think about going camping for real. And I was like, it's a, it was like the kind of thing is like, you know, when you have like a an idea on drugs, like this is how powerful this dude was that loves Yosemite. You know when you have an idea on drugs, and then the next day you're like, that was stupid? It took me like three days to be like, I should go to Yosemite. Like, for a while, I was like, I'm going to go to you Because he was just like, he was like, he's like, people tell me I should go to church on Sundays instead of working. I was like, I work in my church. Yosemite is beautiful. I was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. I, I, it got me to watch more of those National Park documentaries. I mean, I am actively Googling how far is Yosemite from here. Yo, dude, you ever see pictures of Yosemite? It looks fucking gorgeous. Yo, it's in California, and it's on fire. I'm good. Dude, that's just on fire, son. Shit's pretty fire. Dude. Yo, I love that just all of San Francisco had orange sky for a while. I love that the vice president, like a woman who's running for vice president of the United States, her whole shit is on fire. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, but I got to be out here uh, keeping Joe Biden's on well, track. Wait, she's not fucking doing... Do, she's not doing the fires. Yeah, but she could be like fighting them. That's some fucked up shit. Do you? Did we never talked about the fucking firefighters in California? Did we? No, dude. I know I'm getting on yet another tangent before we go out with this yellow stuff. <sighs> you, you just want to wrap up the show? We're in an hour twenty, bud. Are we? Yeah. I think this was a good show. Fucking great show, dude. What they're doing to these prisoner firemen in California, though? Wait, what? Do you not know? They're about- making prisoners be firemen? Dog! Shut the fuck up! They've been bragging about... Holy shit, this is the biggest injustice. Dog, what? Oh my god, Mike. I'm so glad we got to this. I've been meaning to talk about this on every... It is the most fucked up shit! So they've been bragging about... The, st- the liberal bastion state of California has been bragging about using prison labor to fight fucking wildfires for decades, right? Okay, forget that. They have current prisoners, right? Uh, mad of them? They, they have a fucking shortage of prisoner firefighters this year because they, re- they released mad of them because of COVID, right? Those same firefighters can't pass, because, because they're felons, can't pass the test to get the certification to fight wildfires, to get paid to fight the wildfires when they're out of prison for COVID. When they get released after learning how to fight fires for a fucking decade, they cannot become fucking firemen, fucking prisoners. They literally think they they sell it to them like they can, and then they get out, and it's impossible for them to get fucking certified to fight fires. It's fucking insane. It's insane. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's the most disgusting thing. Forget about the entire prison labor system. It is... Imagine... First of all, the only point of being a firefighter, really, is to get pussy. Sure. Imagine fighting fires all day and then just being around dudes. Those are heroes. Those are double heroes. They're double heroes. They are double heroes, Mike. 
those fucking wildfire prisoner fighters. And now they got them in these fucking little camps where they all might have COVID. Right? Because there's COVID in the prisons. So they can't be around the regular firefighters. It's fucking... They're all just sitting there like, we're just waiting to get called in, but one guy tested positive, so now we're just going to sit here, but they have to stay in shape, but they don't have the weights that they have in prison. They're in these firefighter camps. They have to stay in shape because you don't want to be fucking sluggish when you have to fight a fire. So they're just doing push-ups in the sun, waiting to get called in to fight a fire during a pandemic, and when they get out, the state of California goes, nah, B, you can't be a firefighter. You don't, you're in prison. You don't have any experience. You have this gap in your work history. Bro, 3,500 of 15,500 total firefighters fighting these wildfires. 20%. Prison inmates. Yep. You know how much they make? $2 an hour. As much as $1 per hour. Come on. Fighting what are fires. we do? Yo, how? Now, obviously, that looks good when you're getting about to get paroled. But other than that, you, what are you risking your life for? Bro, all I'm saying is, if that's me, I'm going to be like, yeah, Mike died in the fire. I, I'm going to be out. You're going to be like this, burning your fingerprints off. <laughs> I'm out, son. You burn your beard off real quick. I'm out. I'm just saying. I got a little. I tried to fight the fire. Mike lost. All right. He's lost some fights before. We yeah. believe it about him. Look, right? And he now got I'm beat living. up by a fat Puerto Rican at Skankfest. Yeah. I mean, I think fire. Which has like a pretty good win loss record. <laughs> Could take Mike. I just, I just, I'm just gonna say that he's gone. He's got. <laughs> look, look. We all gotta draw straws that are getting. Like the straws are getting burned up. That's how you end up with a short one. It's like, oh fuck, I got the short straw. Oh wait, that means I get to pretend I died. Yeah. Dude, the the fucked up thing though, they can't become wild firefighters. They get paid. That's that's the true injustice. Well, yeah, I mean, they, they, it says here that because of the COVID-19 restrictions keeping a lot of, like, healthy and regular firefighters coming in, they have passed a new bill that would allow, in an emergency now, some of these guys to have those backgrounds cleared. Uh, but it's still waiting on Governor Gavin Newsom's signature. You'd think he would just sign that. You'd think, but he's also a what would, fucking idiot. Wh- why is it Like, he costume? sucks so much. He is pretty dumb. Bro, he canceled the UFC event three days before it was about to happen in his state. He's a piece of shit. Yeah, that's a pretty fucked up thing to do. He's a real piece of shit. All the people had flown in by that point. Yeah. Because weigh-ins happened. Uh, it was just for optics. Pretty much. It was that he was being tough on fucking rule breakers or some shit. He sucks. Gavin knew some fucking He's being sucks. real tough on these rule breakers who were saving the live... They're not even... Look, I mean, the guys who... Look, there They've are been using got, inmates since the 40s. Yeah, I know. I know. It's crazy. But look... Look up how many people die in the California wildfires every year. Because it's not, it's not as many people as you would think considering the whole state is on fire every fucking year. Like, it's not, it's not crazy. They're literally protecting property. Yeah. Like, they're protecting rich people's property. Uh, okay, so looks like in 2017 there was 23 fatalities. Which don't mean deaths. Fatalities don't mean deaths. I don't think, right? Oh, no, casualties don't mean yeah. deaths. Fatalities Fa- mean deaths. Yeah. Sorry. Do, do I need to buy you a Super Nintendo with Buddy. Mortal Kombat? All right. You know what? It's been a long show. <laughs> All right. Look, I just needed to bring up this fucking insane injustice. In 2018, only eight people died. We fight died. for justice on this show, Mike. All and- right? We're investigative journalists. Yeah. 
Oh, I can't wait to get my press pass for Notes of a Goon. It's going to be great. We're going to get it. We only get the press pass to go check out the Police Gazette fighting championship or whatever. I love it. So check this out. So total eight people died, but 8.5 to $10.5 billion in damage uh, happened in 2018. Okay, again, so they're just protecting property. Right. And so a lot of that has to... paying these guys a dollar an hour. But a, Yeah, exactly. They're paying a dollar an hour because rich people don't want them to cut down the brush around their houses because it would ruin their views. Right. That's the whole thing. So they're paying prisoners a dollar an hour. That's like... I, I, I Can you look up commissary prices in the state of California? Because I guarantee you a honey bun is one forty nine. In fucking in fucking L.A. County Jail, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like I guarantee that's not enough for three packets of ramen. Uh, da, da, da. let's see here. Um, privacy policy, purchase inmate care packages. If you can't get a honey bun an hour for fighting fires in this country, <laughs> are we even in America? All right, so I'm not going to do L.A. County because it's the fires are happening in uh, just Northern do California. just do California. Any at, literally pick anywhere in California we can get the prices for commissary goods. Okay, FCI commissary list BOP. Oh, it's just public knowledge. Pull it up on the screen. Yeah, I'm about to. Thank you, sir. All right, summer sausage. Mike, have you ever had summer sausage? Ma- Hold on, wait a second. Summer sausage is one fifty-five. Mackerel, one twenty-five. Fucking mackerel. That's probably that little can with the tomato sauce in it. You know how poor you gotta be in real life to eat a can of mackerel? Yeah, probably pretty. Ru- I've never eaten mackerel. I've been pretty poor, dog. Dog, we had that shit in the house when I was a kid, and it was one of the things that legit never got. Like Vienna sausages. Summer, like shit like that, got eaten. That there was, I remember looking at these two little that looked like the size of a tomato paste can, cans of mackerel that were probably in that same cupboard when my fucking brother and uncle moved out of that house 25 years later. Like, let's see here. So, like, things that are like good, right? Anything that's good, you gotta fight fires for five hours and five and a half hours. To get gas X in cherry flavor. So let's say you've been fighting fires all day. But you also got some bubble gut. You can't fight a fire with bubble guts. You need gas X. It's fair. <laughs> I really can't. I, like, I want to. Like, I'm not right, running into a fire about to shit. Spray fart. I'm not a spray fart. I'm not, you can't spray fart out a fire. Nah, that methane. It's a, it's a problem. Yeah. This is not good. You got to give them the gas X. All of this shit is crazy. Let's just go with the food. Okay, so let's say you you, you burn your hand, mm-hmm. right? Fighting a fire. Fight for a dollar an hour. Right. To get naproxen pain relief. Which is which is essentially, which is I'd imagine it's a few capsules, but it's uh, a leave. Naproxen is a leave. Sure. Five dollars. Five fifty. Five fifty. So you basically got to fight fires for six hours. So if you burn your hand, hour one, right? Ten minutes in, right? You got to fight fires for another five hours. <laughs> like, to just get 
and a leave that'll bring the swelling down. And we're laughing, but it's so fucked up. Oh, it's so sad. It's so fucked up. I like that they sell toothbrush holders, which are basically just called holsters in prison. Okay. That was a solid joke. Fuck you. I don't I don't understand. Holsters? Because they stab each oh, other. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Scroll down. Okay, okay. Um, so they have cosmetics. Lipstick. Let's assume that's the same price as like a chapstick, right? No, no, no. Chapstick's way cheaper. Let me see the chapstick. Chapstick is up here. It's a uh, Carmex lip treatment. Oh, no. Chapstick, chapstick. is 370 370 Carmex. Now, let me tell you something. Even if you don't burn your hands, if you're out fighting fires for fucking all day, and you got to now, almost four hours, you got to fight fires to deal with your chap lips from the fire. That, that's an even. That's even. Now you're even. Yo, so check this, right? I'm, I'm, I'm going to do the math on this for okay. you, all right? So uh, we got hydrocortisone cream, okay. right, which you're going to need for burns. Yeah. Okay? That goes without saying. That's $1.25, okay. right? You want to get some naproxen, okay. right? We already covered that, yeah. right? So that's six seventy. Uh-huh. Uh, you need that gas X because you can't have bubble guts. All right, so let's say let's say you've let's, been let's eliminate the gas. Let's say you've been eating clean, right? Okay. Still, still, right? You know what you're definitely gonna have cough drops. You're gonna, you're gonna need cough drops because you've been inhaling smoke. Probably gonna need eye drops too. You're probably gonna need eye drops because you've been getting fucking smoke, smoke in the in eyes, eyes yeah. right? So that's another. You can't, and then they're gonna be like, "Yo, why are your eyes bloodshot? You smoking weed? You smoking yeah. them reefers?" Yeah. Because that's how CO's talk. You're be like, what, are you smoking jazz cigarettes? I was like, I don't know. They don't play jazz in fucking hell. You guys just had me in hell. I was in hell. They're literally in hell. And then they have to go spend the pence that they earned for their soul in hell on cough drops so that they don't die. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, literally, I've already, you're already over $8. Just on the things you're going to need to take care of your body. Yeah. That's your eight-hour day of fighting fires. Is to pay for... Fighting fires. The treatment you'll need for fighting fires. And then, when you get out, because you got to fight the fires so that it looks good on your parole, so that you can get out early. But then when you get out, you didn't learn a marketable skill in prison because uh, you can't fight fires in the state of California if you've been to prison. Unless you're in prison. If you've been to prison and you're back in prison, you can fight fires again institutionalized dog yeah i mean if you got like let's say there was overcrowding in prisons okay and you got sent out uh because of the covid mm-hmm. uh and now there's a deadly wildfire happening that they don't have enough firefighters to fix right the guys who got out who know how to fight these fires are still waiting on gavin newsom to sign something so that they can go fight them fires and make maybe minimum wage and all 15 he's got, times oh, he's more do than is we're How much does a pen for Gavin Newsom cost? In the commissary? <laughs> no, I guarantee it's not on there because you could kill a motherfucker with a pen. How much, how much does a cray pod cost? Did he sell cray pods for prisoners? I don't know. I don't know what a cray pod is. A cray pod is a dulled crayon that okay. is soft. Uh, huh. Miscellaneous item? Oh, supplies, a dress book. Oh, here we go. Bic ink pen, pack of two, $1.15. So, so it, honestly, in order to help Gavin Newsom sign this, you would only have to fight fires for one and a quarter hours. So that's pretty good. <laughs> can we just... Honestly, Mike, uh, 
can you send, can we just send some pens to Gavin Newsom tomorrow and say, just sign the fucking bill to get the fucking firefighters? Just get them paid. What the, honestly, can we just, uh, that's actually, we should do that for the show. Let's set up a GoFundMe for the firefighters commissary. I want to do that. We just put money in their commissary? GoFundMe for firefighters in California. Yeah, just to, yeah. Two toothbrushes up. Just pay for their cough drops and shit. I let's just set that up. The fan. I'll put in a hundred bucks. If the fans want to put in money, they could put in money. Talk. That's so many hours of fighting fires. There's a hundred hours. That's fucking. That's two. There's two and a half full time jobs of fighting fires in the state of California for prisoners. Look, this is what I'm saying. Um. Yeah, we're gonna. All right. By the next time we're recording the show, this will be released. We're gonna record another one. After this is all released, but we're going to set up a GoFundMe for... Com- we're going to figure out how to just donate the commissary to the firefighters. I'm going to figure it out in the next two weeks, and we're- that's what we're going to do for the show. We're going to set up a GoFundMe for firefighters, for, for prison firefighters in the state of California, because those... Mo- Let's bring up some of the delicious foods they could get with, with whatever we raise for them. Some, we, we already heard mackerel and summer sausage. I, I, I assume there's some sort of Rice Krispie treat on there. Sorry, I got distracted. I saw that there's an MP3 player available Ooh-hoo. for $70. Ooh-hoo. You know, just two full weeks of firefighting so you can listen to fucking eight songs. We didn't start the fire. <laughs> it was always burning since the world's been turning. Gavin Newsom is a cunt. What the fuck? Yeah, we'll get them some refried beans. They're gonna need some gas X after that. That's gonna be fucking expensive. Uh, cranberry juice. I'm sure you get a UTI because you're so dehydrated from fighting fires. Dog, you get five cranberry juice for a dollar twenty. That's actually a pretty good fucking. That's deal. fucking solid. That's honestly the best. I don't know, like the one supply chain thing that the state of California's prisons got right was cranberry juice. Somehow, <laughs> they just know the amount of UTIs that are happening from butt fucking in jail. All right, we're going to do this. Rotating block cheese, creamy peanut butter. Yeah, we're going to figure this out. We're going to figure out how to get this done in the next couple weeks, and we're going to set up a GoFundMe account for the prison firefighters of fucking California because Gavin... And we're going to send Gavin Newsom some pens. We're going to send him... You know what? I'll send him a nice pen. I mean... I'll get that motherfucker a rollerball. I have this pen right here. Yeah, let's just send him that one. Can it, we just... Let's put this in the mail for the end of the show. Yeah, let's just do that. Okay. All right. We were going to watch the trailer for Yellowstone, but I, I think this is the way to end the show. Nope, I have it up. All right, let's go. They just showed me a teaser for the teaser. Nice. Nothing I mean, it's shot well. Today. Ranching is the only business where the goal is to break even. Survive another season. I feel like this is succession. But we're ranching? Kinda. He is doing the same voice as that dude. He's got that Brian Cox kind of feel to yeah. him. Where it's like, family is the most important thing, boy. We just won't break even. Just wanna walk this land. All land. Because if I break even, your sister can't afford to go to one of them fancy schools and I can keep fucking her in the butt. Oh, there's Indians. 
dead bodies. There's guys getting branded. It's the bad guy from Bosch. Is he a rancher or is he doing crime? Oh, bullet to the face? It's like uh, a little cold. Oh, I like that chick. Who's that chick? Some of us try real hard to be good. Some broke back mountain shit. Fucking white, fucking male feminist right there. I don't know. It's kind of tight, B. I feel like it's probably not good. Yeah, probably not. All right. Go find me. This has been Notes of a Goon. What episode is this? Five. Episode five. I can't believe it. So soon. Episode five. All right. Well, uh, follow me at Chris from BKLYN on Twitter. Follow Mike. The M. Harrington on both Instagram and Twitter. Um, we don't have any accounts for the show. Just follow me. But rate and review this show on iTunes. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell all your friends. And go watch Chris and Mike watch fights on the High Society Radio YouTube channel. All right. Uh, good night, folks. Uh, show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Oh, don't ask why. Oh, don't ask why. Show me. Yeah.